0: Okay, so conversation is not sufficient to generate the necessary attraction, so it leads to more. You got to be clear with that. We hear so many say, well, you know, I had a nice conversation, and they're under the impression that more will ap- happen after that. It's not going to be the case. So you got to go beyond conversation, and we're going to begin to heal that at the core. Communication, we take it for granted, because we reach a certain age and a certain point where we can speak. Beyond that, few are those who are going to understand that it's never-ending evolution, that communication is at the core of all human matters and interaction. It of course starts with the self, self communication, and you got to make it a top priority. It was the famous business consultant Brian Tracy, very conservative compared to me, who once said, doesn't matter what you're going to pursue in life, from the homeless to the CEO. Whatever you're going to decide to do will involve others. The quality of your relation with other people is going to directly depend on the quality of your communication. So don't make the typical mistake that because you will learn a little grammar in school and this and that, that you are done and you now know how to communicate. Communication is behind, I think, compared to technology. Compared to advancement in spirituality. Most of how people communicate is not doing justice to really what they want to say and even more to what is going on. So at some point you get used to a certain mode of communication. It was hammered in for all of us initially that we had to be quiet. And listen. And then years down the road, you're a powerful man. You want to honor your dreams, you're pursuing goals. And suddenly, in social settings, you find yourself listening like a proper little Boy Scout, not daring to interrupt, to challenge. So let's establish a couple of ground rules and then I want to interact with you guys. I want you to pass me some questions, some situations, ask for further distinctions and so on. So the first ground rule of communication at that level should be be mindful of the rules that others are following. So... You can't exercise a certain protocol of communication if you are with people that are not going to match it, you know? If you're in a nightclub and you're a polite listener, then you're at a disadvantage if you don't realize that you are practicing something that will not lead to reciprocation. So be mindful of the overall tendency of the setting. If you're with family members that are dear to you and you were brought up in a family where everybody gets equal time to express their ideas and the others are open to their ideas, that's one thing. But if you start to operate that way at a social setting, uh, then you are putting yourself at a tremendous disadvantage. So always be mindful of, are you exercising a form of courtesy and sophistication that is foreign to those with which you're exercising that? Okay? Because social, at a social level, it's pretty much everybody's in it for themselves. So it would be foolish and silly to go the distance for others and to expect that they're going to match that if that's not even their mode of operation. So key point number one, avoid following a level of consideration for others with people who will not do so themselves. You don't need to match them but know that you're putting yourself at a, at a disadvantage. It's almost as if you were with people that will not reciprocate and you say, hey, the meal is on me. And for them, it's like, hey, cool, this guy bought us a meal. Fuck buying him a meal, all right? So know that. The next thing is how open-minded others are. Because you know the guy who's doing his best to be open-minded with a girl and be a good listener and the girl constantly tells him, oh, you know, I don't like it when people do that. Oh, no, you shouldn't do this. Oh, personally, I don't do that. So there, too, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. And most of all, that idea of a certain ratio, so you listen until it's your turn, it's foolish to do that when people will take their turn, make their turn, most of the time in social setting. People have even lost the sophistication of announcing their departure. You could be talking to someone, and then suddenly they turn around and talk to somebody else with no indication of, hey, uh, maybe we'll talk some more later. I want to talk to my friend over there. So you've got to be very mindful of that. It's false to think that a good conversation will lead to more. You probably are losing your appeal and attraction at the speed of light. It needs to be stimulation, not conversation. And I'll give a few pointers for that in a moment, but don't search too far. Too often we underestimate our birth given abilities that kick in gear the moment you're paying attention to something and becoming aware of it. If you simply start to realize right now, okay, it makes sense. I got a little bit conditioned in school when I was a kid to be a good listener and so on. I never revisited that. I never really pay attention to it. And now I'm aware of it. Automatically, it's going to change. Often that's sufficient. Don't be the guy who will stress out and feel puzzled and confused because you think that there's a big how that's as complex as... Saving the ozone layer condition. It's closer. You got it already. Trust yourself. Okay? Much of what we have learned initially in life, we learned it subconsciously, unconsciously. You were not having a dialogue with yourself assessing how well you were doing or not when you picked up walking, when you picked up uh, basic things like speaking and so on. All right? So then here is the other aspect of it. If you're with guys, you got to watch out because guys will tend to be even more edgy, men to men, even though we may not show it or admit it. It's still a little bit like, you know, suddenly we're somewhere in the wilderness and there's another human. Like in the old days, somebody's riding a horse and there's another stranger with a horse. Who's that other stranger? What are they going to do? Are they going to shoot me now? Well, it's no longer like that, but it's still in our DNA. So you may be thinking that you are being a good listener with a guy and the guy has only one outcome in mind, prove himself and give himself a sense that he's winning and he's being superior to you. Chances are is always the same. And if a guy admires you, he doesn't really admire you for you. He admires what you have and he wants it for himself. And until then he's kind of kissing your ass, hoping that, He can get what you have. There's a few genuine admirers, but it's a more subtle form of admiration. It's more like appreciation, appreciation of the effort, appreciation of the investment of time and effort. That's one thing. So basically I see very, very good men again and again listening to girls who make no sense. The guys are polite, shaking their hand, not interrupting, not challenging. And then the worst part is after that, the guy goes, wow, I think it went quite well. We had a nice conversation. Yeah, so how come she's talking to that other guy over there? Because for her, it meant nothing. At best, she thought you were an interesting man. Sometimes you got to know how to say things like they are. It's easy sometimes out of uh, 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 an escape to not really dive in and put in the work to just pretend that something is happening. On the other hand, I also see guys that are probably more genuine than the guys they're listening to, are very capable and maybe even more skilled, but they're open minded. See, you have an edge that you're open minded at the level of being willing to hear the information shared tonight, for example. That's an edge that you have. Over the guy who goes, Well, I don't think I really need this, you know, uh, this, 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 you don't need this, this is stupid. Or you, you just go out and you just talk to a lot of girls, okay? You have an edge because you're more open minded than them. But if you present your open mindedness to them and they're not equally or even more greatly open minded, then you're at a disadvantage. So make no mistake, if you're a guy, okay, unless You're with your brotherhood and your brothers, and then we have a certain code of conduct and we got each other's back. Anything outside of that, just don't let any guy start to tell you, oh, you know, you should talk to girls that way. The other little PUAs know that any guy that's out there in field spending time talking to you instead of talking to girls, Telling you about his prior victories or telling you about what he likes to do or not. He's just fucking using you as a way to cope out and not talk to girls. It's different if you have a coach, but myself, for example, in field, I constantly say questions in the room. Right now, we're vibing. We're happening. We're talking to girls. Once in a while, I observe something and I feed it fast to improve or I have a breakthrough and I share it rapidly, but watch out because they could fool you and they destabilize you, and really, you should take the lead, and aim on. and from the get-go, you take more steps and you tell them, hey, I you know, appreciate us hanging out, but for me, we're here for one reason, we're here to interact with people, so spare, let's spare the, uh, oh, you should do it this way, you should do it that way, okay? I had witnessed a guy that came to do a private session really do well. He got phone numbers, he got an insta-date, and so on. Then we're wrapping up. We're downstairs from my place. Comes this guy passing by and goes, Hey, Vince Kelvin. That happens quite often. He goes, "Yeah, man, I've seen some of your videos. You know, I used to take boot camps from this other company. And he's starting to talk to my guy and me. Right off the back, I would have said, yeah, that's great. You used to. (laughs) You got to do it today, brother. Let me tell you. But I noticed that my guy is polite, well-intended, and he's listening and listening. I stopped it. At some point, I said, no, listen, this guy just kicked us. This guy is dedicated, and his dedication and kicking us is not five years ago. It's today. And here you are rambling. No offense, but uh, I'm like that. I say things straight up. But if I had not intervened, that well-intended gentleman, like probably many of you listening, would have just been a polite listener in the wrong setting. That level of sophisticated listening, you only apply that with people who will top that or equal that. If it's a little less, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. So now we open the floor for questions, inputs. You're here to be social. So the prerequisite is always speak up. I see some of you guys are yeah, ready, yeah. numbers are popping up. Go for it. Hello, Ben. Yeah, Ben. Okay, here, here's the situation. How do you stimulate? I, I mean, this so applies okay. to me. It's First, great. you got to stimulate you... yourself to stimulate other people. Okay? So why don't we restart the question and be mindful. Okay, I'm straight up, you know me. And as men, we're here to grow and evolve. And to get pussy, you can't Mm -hmm. be a pussy. So you can't be soft about hearing feedback. You are speaking again like this, how do you stimulate that voice? Will never stimulate anyone. People at best will listen to you because they want something from you or out of politeness, obligation, or pity. So number one, you must come to the realization that you must train your vocal abilities naturally, almost like you have legs and you're already walking, but the guy that hardly walks, hardly moves, hardly exercises, he's running out of breath and, and he feels all off. So it's not something that you don't have, but it's something that you must pay attention to. Too many guys out there, not only you. They accumulate knowledge, But then if you really pay attention if I was a fucking alien from another planet and I go what are those guys doing? Somebody tells me oh They're mastering social arts. I would be puzzled. I would be so then why are they? uh, And i'm not going to speak alien for the whole time because we don't know how aliens speak But what I would say I'd say but then why are they not at least in their question at least in their everyday life? Communicating a little more powerfully. They speak with soft voices that is not positioned from the guts. Which How do you? Well, you just pay attention to your guts. You go back to the classic vocal exercise. This is my nose. This is my chest. This is my belly. You don't try to do a deep voice but you project a little bit more from your guts and you feel your feet. You also know that uh, whispering is great for secrets or if you're the mafia boss and everybody's waiting to hear what you're going to say or if you're an authority. But if you're not an authority and people have no real business listening to you, whispering is not the way. And then bring a variety Those guys who speak like this and say, okay, I don't understand why girls sometimes I start and it feels like it's good and then it's going nowhere. And hear it in other people as well. Do not judge yourself. You're doing awesome. But make that resolution and know that until you really correct this, it will always and only work against you. And not only in matters of seducing women, in every matter, on the phone, I don't know what profession you're in, but for your profession, any form of communication, getting a table, waiting in line, checking on your order, making sure you get paid on time, and all of that, you must adapt, which you already are capable of. Your vocal cords are there, you're fully equipped, you just pay attention, stretch, don't search too far. It's here already. Engage. Learn how to engage yourself. The how Well, take a little step. How do you cover 10 miles by foot? You start moving. Uh, How? Well, you move one foot. So how do you really start to embrace a wider range of communication to move people more? Well, you begin. And you know that you can. So that's essential. So I would urge you right now to know that you can impact more, so re-ask your question, and put some attention in it, nothing too crazy, so you impact the listeners and myself a little bit more. See, we're working it out right away, so that's your first how. Go for it, once again. What? Were you? Okay, asking? great. Okay, great. How do you stimulate? How do you actually stimulate or create stimulation? I, it, you fade it at the end, so it's common. You make a, a, a little effort for the first two steps and then you slow down already. I'm giving you the how right now. That's how you stimulate people. So get right. going. How do you, stimulate? Way how do you stronger. stimulate people? That's what I'm telling you right now. You stop speaking like you're like this and holding your voice back and saying every word with the same tone. You correct that with everything you got. And when you start to correct it, you don't do do it just a little bit. You're you're hearing the answer right now. You also don't go too far. You're already stimulating people. (laughs) Stubbornness will stimulate people to get, like, fed up with, why is he so stubborn? Okay? So you already are stimulating people. You stimulate by, number one, drop that false sense, that. It will impress a girl if you can show her that you're a good listener. Don't listen to women who say that because what they're trying to say is different. They are voicing something, but they're not saying be a good listener in that way. What they're saying is I get turned on by a guy who's so fucking sharp that he picks up the clues before I do, that he can pick up clues in his environment and from other people and from himself and from me. That turns me on. And uh, I also get turned on when a guy is not pretending that he's agreeing with me. So he hopefully, potentially, maybe could get in my pants. But he's got the balls to just correct me, challenge me, stop me. So that's how you stimulate people. Now, Your challenge is not at the level of stimulating people. I appreciate the question. Your challenge is that you overemphasize not knowing. You feel like, oh, but I don't know. Then because you're a survivor, you want it quite bad. So you push it too much, like you're searching too far when it's already here. And as you do all of that, you don't really take the necessary steps which would be I'm driving today and during my whole drive. I will apply myself to shift my volume to go as soft as possible and then to go as loud as possible. I will work on the speed of my talk. I will speak with more words, with less words. And I am doing it right now. It's in the doing. can be. It's better to constantly sit and say, how, 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 when hundreds of examples have already been given, when the solution is right here. So you got to snap out of uh, acting as if you were born yesterday and you never really grasped onto something. And really decide for yourself and exercise that. There was another gentleman who was going to ask another question. I'm ready for it. Hello, Vince. Hello. Here's another, yeah, here's another distinction, okay? I give it to you and then you ask your question. Everybody, here this one is priceless. Remove depending on people giving you any form of confirmation at a social level. Remove depending on people to give you any form of confirmation. What confirmation could they give you? Confirmation that they are listening. Confirmation that they are registering. Confirmation that it's your turn to speak. Confirmation that you have permission to speak. Confirmation that they're understanding confirmation that they're enjoying, confirmation that they're agreeing, confirmation that they are enjoying, appreciating, liking it. Now, we need to know, but we're gonna be more straight up. So, on the phone, I would avoid going, hey, because during that gap, it forces the other person to either continue to talk or wait for you. So then, too often in conversation, one person is waiting for the other, the other is waiting for the first person. So your best bet is to just go, hey Vince, okay, I'm ready for my question. You heard cash do it before. That corrected tonight, guys. Maybe not in every setting, sometimes. To me, true seduction, real mastery of communication is to do what works, when it works, how it works. So if it will Bring me a higher outcome for me to play stupid, for me to be overly polite, to supplicate. I will, but I know what I'm doing and I know why I'm doing it, and I'm still producing a result. And sometimes you would ask some people, you know Vince? Yeah, you know he's a pickup artist. Oh yeah, I've seen his show on CNN. Do you ever feel like he's when he's around you and your girls, he's doing some pickup? No, not Vince. Yeah, because I do it in such a subtle way, people don't know it. Okay? So watch, and then if later on a little part of you goes, is that person listening to me? You go, hey, are you listening? Come on. (laughs) Your ADD is kicking in. Okay? But you got to lead. So the mindfulness, the easiest way is to observe it in others. So start to observe the world and observe people when they talk to you or when they talk to each other whomever is highly dependent on what response they will get. Because a big mistake, yes, at an advanced level, you can detect like where she's at, what's going on with her. But that's when you're fully affirmed until you're more affirmed and more secure and certain of yourself. To kind of follow her lead makes you appear even more hesitant. And that's a turn off. So you're better off leading even if you're not quite sure whether she's following or not i find that to be a greater hook than being concerned that hey i don't know she's fading she's not really listening anymore and to stimulate you speed up to stimulate you fill up the gap. to stimulate you don't wait for the topic to change to change it to stimulate you take the lead you talk about whatever you want whenever you want however you want You bust her balls a little bit and you are in a way interacting with people but it's almost a form of a monologue because you're following your own lead and that's very appealing to others because in social settings, everybody, everybody craves a little more attention, a little more dominance. Oh yeah, everybody wants to be the guy or the girl that, oh that's her, oh that's so and so. But they realize that they're dotting themselves just a little too much. So they gravitate towards the guy that's not dotting himself because he already has a solution. That's the commodity. That's the greatest social commodity. It can be a substitute for money, for fame, for any of that. So please, I'm not going to give you a chance to ask your question and go for it. Don't give any gaps because... If, let's say, you're in a nightclub and you're talking to me, you leave a gap, I'm going to do one or two things. That gap will be a signal that, okay, that, that's not interesting to me. I'm going to fucking bail, or I'm going to fill the gap. So, your turn. Hello, Vince. Go for it. Uh, yes, uh, I had a question. Mm, can you speak a little bit on uh, perception from other people? On what? Uh, pre- uh, perception, how other people, you know, how, how, how can you uh, kind of start going towards uh, uh, controlling uh, how other people perceive you? That makes sense. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I think that would not be the starting point. Here's how I would begin. I would begin by shifting your own perception of yourself. How? Start to play with it. Ask yourself, what if I perceive myself? Everybody, write down this priceless question. What if I perceive myself in ways that are more and more flattering? What if I perceive myself in ways that are more and more flattering? Then, from there, escalate and ask yourself, what would be the most optimal and empowering ways for me to perceive myself? This is not something where you're going to come up with an answer right away. It's more of a theme for you to play with for the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, and once you're on a roll, you constantly optimize that. Personally, when I first came to America, I didn't perceive myself in ways that were truly flattering and it's common never personalize that trust me tens of thousands of guys to be conservative with numbers i have coached around the world and i have yet to meet the person who has a solid strength strong sense of self from the get-go it also has to do with age we uncover ourselves beyond what we were told about ourselves so it's an inside job that's an evolution and there's nothing wrong if at first we're a little doubtful of ourselves. It's not an unhealthy thing. I think it's normal, it's designed to be that way, but it, can, it shouldn't stay that way. So now you change your perception of yourself. Then you gotta also realize that many people say we're all equal, but that can mean many things. If we're all equal, the opinion of everyone and Anyone could be not only valid, but it could not be valid. So then drop your concern about the opinion of other people. Because in the end, people fit in categories. Categories that may shift depending on the setting or the time or whom they're around. But there are people, the majority of the time, it doesn't matter who they witness, what they witness, we call them naysayers. They're gonna find something wrong. And why do they do that? Because they're not at a very good place themselves. They have some work to do on themselves. They, they don't really, they haven't discovered their, their true selves so they, they kind of dislike themselves. And because they're fed up of that feeling directed on the inside, they're directed on the outside. That's an attempt to have a relief. Really, it's their problem. And then there may be people who like and people who don't care. And depending what category they're in, uh, it doesn't matter to you. But those, the the quality that people appreciate, because you're not alone. We're all prone to what are people going to think. And few are truly liberated. They had a party yesterday. Anytime I go out, but there was a party in my building yesterday. And a lot of cool people showed up, but it was the same sad thing. Everybody was kind of trying, doing their thing, but you could tell no one was sufficiently, fully at ease to truly enjoy being themselves. The cool girls dancing were dancing, but it wasn't the same as a kick-ass music video where they go full force. They were holding back just a touch, self-consciousness. The tough guy was doing the same thing. The elders were doing the same thing. The kids were doing the fucking same thing. Everybody was doing the same thing. So because everybody's kind of doing this and is overly concerned about what others may think, when you drop that concern, then again, you have tremendous appeal towards others because you have that edge, it's a commodity. We've all experienced it in one way or another. Suddenly, a person has a really cool place, a big house, when we're growing up, so we would love to be able to go there. So then people are nicer to that person because of that. We've seen it with money, with title, with statues, and so on. So this is a secret commodity when people can feel you and know that you have uncovered ways to be more free, to be more independent of the opinion of other people, then they want that, so they gravitate towards you. Secret attraction ingredient. Once that becomes more solid, your next thing is going to be to start to work with charisma. We did a phenomenal program two weeks ago called The Social King, being the social king, to redirect your dynamic. If you pay too much attention to others, they perceive you in a different way. So it's modeled after A-list celebrity. If you're an A-list celebrity, you're the center point of focus and action. So eyes are on you. So you couldn't just stare at people like you lost or like you shy. So it's a rewiring And I would recommend, you know, it's always the same thing. The Monday call, I've had it since 2004. Prior to that, there was a live version. It was called Motivational Monday. People would gather at my office. That started, I think, in 94, 95. Um, Happy to give. Ask yourself, how important is this to you? Is it important enough that you're willing to go the distance and really study it? or keep yourself on the fence and the not knowing. So if really your question matters to you, urgently get being the social king. And if you're hungry, uh, rarely are they going to feed you for free, unless you go to a homeless shelter. If you've got to go to the doctor, maybe your insurance is going to pay for it, but the insurance is still going to have to pay the doctor. So, those people who want to thrive socially and this and that and uh, want it all for free, ah, that's part of the problem because that's not very appealing to girls when a guy is not willing to give of himself to get what he wants. And then after that, of course, I would urge you to uh, explore the, beyond the, the, the spiritual element magical work of my colleague, Frank White, because then you can psychically influence people. But you got to follow that hierarchy to try to do this when your perception of yourself is not as optimal as can be, then uh, that is not the angle and it's not going to pay off the way you want it to pay off. Simply said, every day, Refine how you think of you. And it's easy to have a false impression. One thing that I really enjoyed doing throughout the years, I got the idea from uh, this little lady. It's called mirror work. Do you know that we, we operate greatly based on impressions? For example, one thing we all tend to do, you go to a city where you haven't been in a while, you go to a neighborhood where you haven't been in a while, or even in your own neighborhood, Let's say you pass by a street where there's sturdy buildings, chances are your eyes only pay attention each time that you pass to the same buildings in the same way and the same spot, even though there's many other options. So we're also under certain impressions about ourselves, imprints, and they're limiting because there's so many other facets about us that we're unaware of. So in mirror work, guaranteed, we all do the same. You have a mirror in front of you, you tend, your eyes tend to gravitate towards the same spot and the same observation. So ask yourself in front of you, what's one aspect of me that I've never contemplated? What would be a different way to look at myself right now that would be a little more optimal? And at first there's a little unease and it's normal and you hang in there usually three days. You know they say three days to break a bad habit. I would say three days to get the hang of anything any any new idea. For example, when our friend who asked about how do you impact people more, uh, well, you you start to speak in a way that's more impactful. Three days, you pay attention to it. For three days, you're not sure how am I doing it okay and so on, and then you get a hang of it, all right? So uh, do those exercises. I urge you to do them. In the meantime, Liberty Weekend, I am in New York City. Three weeks after that, I'm in London, then, of course, we regularly teach in Los Angeles every month. And your absolute total complete best bet is to go to seductioncoaching.com, seductioncoaching.com, where we have the ultimate immersion option to be with me every single day via streamings and recordings and live videos. You got to check it out, the total immersion package at. SeductionCoaching.com Heads of also Labor Day is coming Many of you will hear the recording After Labor Day Too bad We've created a wealth of information For the past three years uh, yeah, You'll find all of that At TheRealKingsOfPickup.com And for Labor Day We're going to do bundles Bundles If you heard that we're coaching Teaching Like uh, Pull like a pro Uh Venus, Moon, uh, Entourage game, all those topics that I covered with my spiritual brother. We're going to bundle this weekend. Uh, in the meantime, I think we did it for tonight. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for asking the questions. And uh, we'll continue. For all my brothers, hey Vince. little brothers. Of, yes. Hey, Vince, I just want to say thank you so much for all what you're doing. I just had a bad experience with online dating. And, you know, pick up, you know, this. It's really it's so awesome, man, and I really appreciate you helping us guys out there. Thank you for saying that. Thank you, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, I would say anyone that that takes the step in saying hey, thank you, that's been very helpful. Adopt the champion mindset, meaning if we're able to already make it easier and helpful in a, a brief shot like this, imagine what we can do long term. So. Uh, for anybody that's at a place where they say, oh yeah, this is getting better, dive in and join the immersion program so we can really take you all the way. Meanwhile, thank you everybody. That wraps up tonight's podcast.